Fire. And welcome back to another episode of The Yearcast. My name is Erica. And I'm Chris. And we like to talk about young adult things. Yep. Through the lens of the Bible. We use that as our guidelines and um, our direction, our compass rose, if you will. We do. If you want to talk, if you want to talk to us, I know I started laughing. I broke character. Uh, if you want to email us, yamcastpod uh, at gmail.com or find us on the socials. The cool kids are saying these at days. the Yamcast. That is what the cool kids are saying. The socials. I'm positive. I have kids, so they if they heard me say that and they'd be like, I've never called it the socials. They'd be like, please don't You're say lying, that we do that, Father. Yeah, did you like me just saying I broke character as yeah. if I'm a character this whole time? This is just me. It's just me being me. Yeah, no, it's so breaking character, character just means I just laughed and didn't didn't become. It was more so how you said the yam cast, which really <laughs> I was like, really, uh, yeah, okay. I was like, way to be excited. I kind of want people to go back and listen to all these in the beginning and just hear all the different ways we've done various things. Mm-hmm. It's great. Oh, yam cast. Hey, so what are you reading? It's a monthly five. We are. We're doing another monthly five. You might be like, well, we just did one a little bit ago, and you would be correct. And also incorrect, because it feels like a little <laughs> bit ago, but it was a whole month <laughs> It ago. was a whole month ago. Again, life happens, because um, we do these weekly, and sometimes it just doesn't happen. We just can't. We can't record that week. So Sometimes life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. But yes, another monthly five. Yeah. Did you already ask me what I was reading? What are you reading? Okay. I'll do it again. I didn't. I, did you already ask? And I just totally <laughs> forgot. Um, so, and I already mentioned this book, but I had said at that point that I had just started it. Well, I picked it up again. All right. The Lazy Genius by mm. Kendra Hadachi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She, the, the chapter that I just read, because I've not finished it. Okay. Is called Decide Once. And it is all about just making smarter choices so you don't have to think about them anymore. So, like, maybe it's different days of the week you eat the same thing or you wear the same thing. Like, she's like, I have a Monday uniform, and so I don't even have to think because she's like, that's where I would get stressed from. So, like, Hmm. basically she's like, wherever you find that you're kind of getting stressed about making decisions, decide once and do that. So like she does like pasta on Sunday or Mondays and pizza on Friday, whatever it might be. That just helps her to not have to stress about what she's going to do in those situations. So I know for me, I've done that with my clothing, like deciding what I'm going to wear in the morning because that can be, you just look and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to wear. So I know Mondays I wear pants. I wear something else too, but I wear pants. (laughs) Tuesdays were a legging day. Thursdays was a skirt or dress or sorry, Wednesdays. Did I say Thursdays? Wednesdays was a skirt dress. Thursdays, optional, like whatever I wanted to. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's going great. Clothing optional on Thursdays. <laughs> oh, I can't even. Yeah, I feel like. Oh, sorry. Whatever this, I wanted to on be Thursdays. better. And then Fridays, jeans. So. <laughs> Good. So that's, that was my, uh, my decide once. You know, it's been a long day. We're doing this after work, you know? Yeah, I My it. mind is is not as sharp as it once was at the beginning it. of the day, you know? I get it. But anyways, that's awesome. that was the chapter is okay. about deciding once. Um, she kind of talks about like being lazy about your decisions 
because you're just going to do the same thing all of the time. Yeah. But also how that's basically being a genius. And that makes a ton of sense, especially for young adults. Read this book and become a lazy genius. Yeah. I mean, and she talks Why about you? like deciding once what you're going to take for a gift of some sort. Always the same thing. So mm-hmm. Then you don't have to stress about it. And yeah, because I think we stress about or like making the same thing when you have people over. Sure. Instead of having to come up with a new thing every time. She's like, make the crowd pleaser every single time. And then you don't have to stress about those things. And it's so, it's very smart. It is smart. It's very genius, if you will. I like it. So what are you reading? Uh, I'm in a commentary mode. <clears throat> we are getting ready for Mark in the fall. Just read a commentary on Hosea a couple, oh, couple okay. weeks ago. Uh, currently working through the Peter O'Brien commentary on the letter to the Hebrews. And then I also added in, just for kicks, I did a conference earlier this month, uh, the very beginning of the month. It was basically a preaching conference. It's a really, I like the conference a lot. It's a very mm-hmm. well done preaching conference. It's very small. There were like nice. 40 pastors in a room and we just worked through a commentary, uh, like a whole book of the Bible. We did Colossians and Philemon both, which sounds familiar. We had just done it. You can go back and find By the us. way, we were totally on top of it. Were we? Yeah. I mean, as I was listening to him, I'm like, we already said that. On the, <laughs> like, we're good. I'm like, come on, people. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we have a scholar that sits and walks us through his commentary and kind of explains some of the reasons why he went with this or that or the other thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we uh, sat there and worked through it. And then at the end of every session, we then write a sermon for that passage, or at least the basics of a sermon. So you walk out with 10 to 12 sermons in your hand. Oh, it's a really cool conference. kind of nice. I like it. So we did that. <clears throat> I don't know why all of a sudden something got in my throat right before I started talking here. Uh, so we, yeah, we had, um, we just worked through a couple different commentaries on Colossians, but specifically the scholar who was with us that day, we used his. And it was, why is his name escaping me? It's such a funny name. Because um, you would not expect it. If, when I say his name, just a second, I'm going to pull it up. When I say his name, I'm going to ask you what you think, uh, where do you think he's descended from? Mm. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to totally surprise you. Promise. When I say the word Doug Moo, where do you think he came from? Um, and you don't have to be super specific like nation, but maybe more like in I area. I would say like Asia. Sure. Yeah. Eastern. Eastern, right? Yeah. Uh, no, he's Swedish. So, <laughs> so one of the great stories. It's one all. of the great stories about Doug Moo. So his his great grandfather, as he came over to the country, he was last name was Erickson, and there were so many Ericksons in the country. They said you might want to have a different last name. So he was from the town of Moo, M O. Oh, but when okay. you say Moo from Sweden, mm-hmm. they made it M O O because of we're America and we, yeah, we do we, everything America. we do everything right. Mm-hmm. Don't care what those Swedes say. Yep. Uh, so yeah, in the middle of that, Doug Moo is his name, and he is a a large Swedish man. Uh, who is almost retiring, and it's a beautiful thing. So we spent some time with him. He just cracked us up, said, I'm not really good at stories, then proceeded to tell like 20, 20 amazing <laughs> stories. What, so, yeah, yeah that, it was so that's great. what's going to happen. So yeah, we had a great time with him, great commentary. It was good. It's a good conference. It sounds like. So I'm in all commentary mode right now. Yeah. So are you reading some of them because you just wanted to, or because I know I, I know the Mark thing is happening, Yep. but the other ones you just wanted to? I'm like weird. Hosea I'm weird like that. I'm weird like that. I mean, well, Hosea, we just got through, but we're true. also doing a sermon series on Hosea in a couple of weeks here. So oh. we, I wanted to look at a couple other okay. options that we didn't talk about yeah. when we were here. 
Interesting. Because cool. I save my best work for here. <laughs> what I get paid for. <laughs> Not the podcast, but my job. Your job, yeah. Which I'm sure you would say the same thing. You save your best for the podcast or job. Yeah. Yeah. The, the job. The job. Yeah. Uh, not the podcast. So what are you, what are you watching? Uh, all kinds of things, but I'm going to, I want to spend most of my time talking about Dr. Strange too. Holy cow. That movie is basically demonic. I heard that it was like it is a horror movie. Crazy. It's not just a horror movie. I mean, she's on at one point on a pentagram floating, hovering in the air, possessing another body, in another universe. Okay. And I'm looking at my 12-year-old thinking, perhaps I should have screened this one <laughs> before I brought you along. I mean, at one point, an, a dead Doctor Strange is resurrected and used as a sort of zombie tool to, to do something in another universe. And I'm kind of sitting here going, I don't know. So here's where the story gets I don't great. Know. So it was, it was an interesting movie. It fits into the whole MCU corpus. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I, it wasn't one of my favorites. It was actually one of my least favorite by far. Mm. So I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't, feel like seeing it don't see it you're fine if you do go see it and you're like that was disappointing then you heard it from me and uh but by now you've probably already seen it but what was great is the sixth grade class was going to go see this movie and i was like we got got done with it and i go well they didn't no one's seen it yet yeah they sent out the thing like hey here's the information we should go see this movie and i got done with the movie and i looked at at my youngest dylan and i said hey i don't what do you think she's like i don't think we should see this one yeah i was like i don't yeah so I kind of let the, her know, the teacher know. We all talked about it. Everyone was like, it's no problem. There's parental permission slips. Everything's fine. The day before we went to see it, I get an email. Due to some parents' concerns, teacher concerns, administration concerns, and the theater called and said, I don't think this is ah! good. They said, we're going to change the direction. So Monday. What are they seeing? Oh, I, I already saw it. It was Monday, a couple of days ago. No, what are they going to see? Well, no, I saw it with oh, them. Okay, I'm saying, with them. Like, okay, okay. I went oh, to the I field trip. I went to the Lindo and watched the, the movie with, with my my sixth grade daughter, which was so much fun. We watched bad guys, <laughs> which was terrible. Yeah. Like, Dr. Strange was bad. Bad guys was horrendous until oh, no. the last 10 minutes was plot twist after plot twist. Things got <laughs> crazy and you ended with like, all right, that wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. Huh. But there was one point I'm, I'm being honest with you about 45 minutes in the movie. I turned to Dylan. And I said, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. And she said, I know. But at the end, you but, actually were like, but at the huh, end, But at the end, we were both bad. like, oh, that's cute. Oh. That turned out all right. So the last 10 minutes saved it. So hang in. I don't think it's worth a, uh, an actual ticket. Like to go to the theater. I don't think I would pay money to see it because I didn't because the school paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> but just so you know, I did pay for Dylan's ticket. That's so I did feel ripped off in that regard. Okay. All right. What are you watching? So I don't know if I've talked about this show before. It's definitely one you're going to love, like most of my shows. Um the show Heartland. I don't know if I talked oh about this Lord. one before, but you know what I'm talking about. It's a great show. It's a great. Do you know the show? Sorry, there's other people in here. Um, <laughs> it is wholesome. Sure. The only problem is there's like 15 seasons. It's a very long show. It's uh, I think it's Canada's longest running something or other you show. You sold me on Canada. I know. I know. As soon as I heard Canada's longest, in Alberta, I knew. On oh. a horse ranch. Anyways. Yep. It's it it's um written or it's. Based on a book, I've never read the book, um, but I just fell mm-hmm. in love with these characters, and I've been watching season, I believe it's 15. Beautiful. Right I've already watched the rest of it. I'm not going back. That's way too much. That's too much time commitment that That's I don't have. That's a commitment have. that you're but not willing just, to make. But it's just wholesome, good TV watching, nothing crazy happening. You're not like, oh, they just threw out 
a swear word or something else random happen. There's none of that happening. So that is a good thing. It is kind of nice. I'm it's down refreshing. With, I'm down with that. Yes, very, very refreshing. But other than that, I'm not really watching much, to be honest. Heartland. Yep. A. Yep. That's exactly it. Maple syrup. You're being very stereotypical. Mounties. Mm-hmm. Tell me there's not a Mountie in that show. There is not a Mountie in that show. <gasps> there's not. No. All right, now I'm interested. <laughs> Bringing the stereotype. <laughs> oh, good All right, what are you learning? <clears throat> so... I am learning that you can say no <laughs> to opportunities that come your way. Yeah, totally. Like it might be, it might, you might be like, wow, that's such a great opportunity. I think that's going to be fantastic. But you really got to think like if it's actually going to be good for you or if it's even ultimately what you want. Because the person might sell it and they might be like, you're perfect for this. You can do this, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, if it's not really what you want or what you want to do, then it's okay to be like, thanks, but no thanks. Mm -hmm. On the flip side of that, it's also, I'm also learning that you can also ask for the type of role that you do want. And it might not be one that they actually have. You might have to create said role and say, this is what I think it would look sure. like. And this is what I think would be good myself so sure currently at my job i just took over like the mm -hmm. quote-unquote elementary secretary position right um my boss actually told me that he sees that i should maybe be moving more into being director of like the daycare uh, wow and i was like huh. i don't know if i want to do that um is that how you said it this is how I felt like saying it. Um, so it's, and, and he's like, pray about it, you know, whatnot. And so I'm just learning that, like, I can say no to that and that is okay, you know, or I can say maybe mm -hmm. not right now or whatever that might be. Or I can say, I really like the elementary, but I also think I can handle managing more people than that. Sure. So can we create something that is different, you know? So. Because I think so. Here's what I was gonna say. That's why I was laughing. Is I appreciate that it, you've you've learning that you're learning that you can say no. That that makes me happy. Mm -hmm. The but you are more of a director than a administrator type, and that's not because you're not administrative. You are. It's more of a your gifts and abilities. I see you more as leading a lot of people, mm -hmm. which is exactly what he said. <laughs> sure. Whether it's the daycare or not, that's another discussion. Mm -hmm. But I think that is an interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting development. Yeah. Something so, to think about. So we'll see what comes of that. But cool. Yeah, learning that. I don't have to necessarily take that. No. Even though, or yeah. And so. can I just say, if you tell people what you would love to do, sometimes the position doesn't exist yet, but now it's in their mind of, oh. And so then maybe down the road, you're able to redevelop something, right? Mm -hmm. Or go something else or make something else happen. So yeah. Could be good. What about you? What are you learning? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> that is... <laughs> like the farthest thing from the truth. I know. Uh, there's a lot going on here uh, at Park Hills. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm learning a lot about uh, patience and praying and trusting the Lord. and Patience and praying, those go hand in hand and, too. So uh, watching your friends go to other positions a couple hours away from you and what to do with that. Uh, and not just your friends, but, you know, my specifically my friend, my mentor, really my best friend besides my wife, Mark, uh, which offends Bo 
and Alex and others when I say that. So I purposely want to say it even more, which I said to them, he's been around in my life for 24 yes. years. You guys You've have been, barely like been here like two, <laughs> yeah. two or three. Like I've known Alex for maybe eight years of my whole life. And uh, they were offended, <laughs> which is funny. But watching Mark, uh, you know, walk through this, I'm learning from him how to exit, hopefully exit well. And he seems to be doing a great job of it. But then also... Uh, just the process of moving to a different position, taking on a, a responsibility that's going to be pretty crazy. And then also just the questions that that opens up for me and the people throwing questions my way or having massive speculation. And, you know, it's it's been a thing. So it's been nice to uh, continue to retreat to my prayer closet and spend more time with God and just go, all right, what are you doing here? I know this is him. I'm positive. This mm-hmm. whole thing is him. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. There's various steps along the way that Mark and I have both been praying and asking the Lord for very specific things, and it, it's all happened. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, God, this is you. So now what do you have next for us? And what do you have next for me? And what does that going to look like? So I don't have any answers, but I'm praying, and I'm trusting. And I'm just learning a good place to, to be. be quiet and process. So, Do you actually have a legit prayer closet um, that you go into? No. Like a war room, if you will? A war room? No. Oh, okay. I have spaces in my house that are very silent mm. at various times of the day. And, and like your my, whole house in, in the morning. I'm just kidding. In my house, <laughs> in my kidding. house, especially starting Friday when my kids are out of school, my house will be silent from 5 a.m. till about 11. No, I'm just kidding. Golly, not, not quite. That's beautiful. Not quite. My, <laughs> my girls both love sleeping in now. So it's just this thing. Like Heidi actually wakes up before they do now, which is hilarious to me mm-hmm. uh, and awesome. So, yeah. Because Heidi's all over the place with her sleep schedule. That's not a knock on her. She she just has a weird sleep schedule. Yeah. So it just is what it is. But yeah, I have silence from at least five to seven right now. Okay, so your entire house is your Yeah, but I go down to the basement and I hide myself on the couch in the corner. Have my phone. Because I can't read the Bible in the dark. I've learned that. So I've gone down there with my, my journal and my Bible a bunch of times and I realize I can't write. It's like... So I just have, so on my phone, I have my Bible, I have commentaries, I have mm-hmm. you know, things I'm praying about, all that on there. Nice. So I use the, the glow of the light <laughs> and pray and ask the Lord to lead me and guide me. Sounds good. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I'm getting lost. Yeah. What are you listening to? Um, so I've been listening to a lot more music lately. I finished my audiobooks and was like, I need... A break from the audiobooks. Sure. So that I can... Um, and nothing really is popping out at me. I've just been trying to listen to more upbeat music. Especially today. Today was dreary and rainy. And I was like, I need I need something a little bit a little bit cheery to listen to. Mm-hmm. So, um, and noticing that your music can definitely affect your mood. Absolutely. So, if I'm wanting a different type of mood, choosing music that is going to affect my mood in that way. So if I don't want to feel dreary, picking music that's a little bit more cheery. I, like I should it. write that down. It, it that's is. a slogan. It's a nice little catchphrase right there. What are you listening to? Uh, there's a couple of things, but I, I'm going to, two of these I've already talked about, but I'm going to bring them up again. If you've not listened to the rise and fall of Mars Hill, and I know almost everybody in the whole world has, you need to listen to it. Uh, and they've gone back and done some follow-up episodes that are really phenomenal and really helpful um, they even did an episode recently that was sort of uh, what did they learn from the process and mm. the, the the production staff. And mm-hmm. that, I think that was really, really helpful. And they ended up talking to somebody who went through the whole thing 
and uh, talked a lot about the music aspect, which I think was really helpful for even our worship culture that we live in. You know, everybody sort of lifts up certain individuals because they play a guitar really well. And then if the church is collapsing, you know, like various documentaries that are floating around right now about various churches of large ilk in the worship realm, ilk, yeah, uh, those things are interesting. So the music thing was a good thing to talk talk about. So the rise and fall of Mars Hill is good. And if you've not if you've not listened to Rebuilders yet, you need to go listen to it. Uh, they're talking about the future, probably the future of the church, some of those things, and some of the cultural questions that are happening. Incredible podcast for young leaders, especially if you're stepping into leadership roles or wanting to, uh, to get a better framework of what is happening in the world. I think we all feel like a change is, is happening. Mm-hmm. We just haven't quite put our finger on what it is. And I think he's doing a good job of, this is Mark Sayers, I think he's actually doing a good job of, of telling us what's happening on a, on a meta scale and then what that might mean for us moving forward. He's not making any predictions. He's just saying, check this out. I was right about this and this. Maybe we should think about mm. how this is going to go forward. So I do think we're in the middle of a cultural shift. Something is happening worldwide that is going to affect us 20 years from now. And we're all going to go, oh, that was post-postmodernism or oh, that was, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is. We've moved out of some of the old categories and we're moving into something new. Okay. So getting ready for that is, is important. Interesting. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's been on your heart, Chris? Uh, again, nothing, nothing's on my heart. Uh, no, I think for, especially for young people who are going through all kinds of things in life, you need to build a good habit of, you know, some good structures in your life that allow you to go through change without losing your mind. Mm. That's just huge. So if you're a runner now, keep being a runner, James, keep being a runner. Uh, you know, if you lift weights or something, if whatever you do to clear your head, you need to keep doing it and prepare yourself for even the worst times in life. You got to keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, as transitions occur here and things that I didn't expect to happen are happening and I'm kind of just feeling it out. I'm, I'm going back to my safe spaces. So Heidi and I are building a kind of a, almost nightly walk routine, which we were loving so much. We're like, we should just keep doing this. Um, and I find myself more stressed when I'm not running. I find myself more stressed when I'm not lifting my weights. I feel more stressed when I'm not, you know, spend as much time during the day as I should be praying and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, so build habits, stick with them. So that's what's in my heart. My encouragement to you is what's getting me through all this is like normal. I have a normal pattern that I'm able to keep. Yeah. So you should have that as well. So. Yeah. How about you? What's on your heart? Well, the new things that, like the, I would say the biggest news item that happened yesterday and just oh, yeah. daily, it seems like almost. Um, it's been a rough just, couple of weeks. Are the shootings. Um, it is just, and I mean, as an adult, seeing these things over and over and over and over again, you start to feel like you, like we all want change. We all want something different. Mm-hmm. And it's the like, how do we do that? Like, what do we do? You sure. know? And especially as a young person, I think, I mean, I was in sixth grade when the first one happened. Mm-hmm. Young people probably weren't even born when the first one happened. You know, no. like this is their life. This sure. is what they've been grown up with, you know? And so I think, one thing that I've seen a lot of people putting out is, is actually talking to 
your senators, sure. your your representatives, and and making your voice known. And at first, I almost didn't do that for our senators because I'm like, well, they're Democrat. They're obviously already voting for these gun laws or whatever. Um, but I, somebody said, still put it out there and know that like you're supporting them, you know, or you're still letting them know what you want as a person in their district or whatever it might be. So still sent that stuff in. Um, but it is, I mean, it just continually reminds me of like, we're in like, this is not how it was intended to be, you know? And it's really sad also that like in America, this just continues to happen because this doesn't happen everywhere. Like this isn't, I mean, they might happen every once in a while everywhere, but like we've had more than, I mean, I think almost all of the countries combined almost, you know, like it's ridiculous and it's, it is hard to know like what to do and how to move forward. And like, being scared to take your child to school is ridiculous. Agreed. You know, being afraid to go to normal everyday places is ridiculous. Yes. I agree with you. And it's hard because we all believe that legislation, while it, while imperfect, might help. Mm-hmm. But I think we all, if we're really honest with ourselves, know that legislation will not fix the problem. So there's this weird spot of like, we do, I think everybody in the whole country does want something different, even though we're discussing how to get there and no one agrees. The The fact is we could pass all the laws in the world and there could still be a major cultural problem in America that doesn't go away, right? I mean, and part of the reason why I'm saying that is some people have reached out even in the last couple, you know, last 24 hours to me and said, you know, various things along the lines of, this person broke a bunch of laws. So you put more laws in the book. It's not going to stop someone from being evil. And I I hear that. I hear the hopelessness in that. And I don't Mm -hmm. even know what to do with that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we can't, if if everybody moved to take away all the guns in America, that first of all, that wouldn't solve the problem. And second of all, that would be crazy. I don't think that would be a great idea. At the same time, I'd love for people to voluntarily give up certain weapons because those are unnecessary for various reasons. Yes. Yes. Uh, but well, the, whether that'll ever happen, I, you know, it's just this weird. I, so I feel kind of like what you're, at least I hear what you're mm-hmm. describing is I'd love change and I don't even know how to get there. And some of the ideas being thrown out sound great, but if they get passed and they don't solve the problem, then you've got a whole nother issue altogether, you know? Yeah. And I think I was seeing somebody post something about, that yes, we have a gun problem in this country, but we also have a mental health problem in this Very country. Much so. And I think, I mean, I think that we can have laws that can make it a little bit more difficult. Sure. And I know that yes, as they say, they're still going to find ways, but there has to be some like, there's got to be something going on in America where mentally this is what's going on. You know, like I agree. With and you. as you said, you said that there was a cultural problem, and I think that is. Yeah, I think that's huge. Like that yeah, there's there's something going on right. that needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. That yes, laws can't necessarily do mentally. Like, you know, sure. um but it's yeah, I don't yeah, you just are like what in the world? I don't. Yep. 
I hear you. And the problem is both sides of the aisle argue, and it's like they don't even hear each other. No. You know, because the right will always say, well, Switzerland has more guns than per capita than anybody else in the whole world, and it just never happens in Switzerland. Well, yeah, Switzerland has a totally different culture than we do. And at the same time, the left will say, well, we just push more laws through. It'll do this. And they'll say things like, we should ban assault weapons. Well, they're already banned. So the fact that they exist and that people have them, that should show us that there's a problem, mm-hmm. a much bigger problem than we're willing to admit. And they're both just going to scream at each other from across the aisle and claim that the other one's trying to hold on to power. And in the middle of it, nobody's really answering the real problem of, like, what do we do? And in the middle of that, nobody's really talking to people who are hurting and nobody's really reaching out to those folks and saying, hey, come sit with me, you know, mm-hmm. or hey, I can tell you're down. Let's talk this through. And we just, so I, I think all of it is connected. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if I had, if I had omniscience and I was able to say, well, part of the problem is social media. The problem, the answer is probably there. Part of the problem is we are obsessed with power and, and might. That's a problem. We are obsessed with weapons and feeling powerful in that regard. That's a problem. And you put all of it together, we have a ball of messed up. Mm-hmm. And yes, Jesus will fix it, but that doesn't help the people who are mourning the loss of their children today. Golly. And then it makes you ask questions that you shouldn't have to ask. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So. Sorry to leave you on that note. Monthly five. It's real. But it is real. Yeah. So we love y'all. Yes. Hang in there. Stay safe. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Yamcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to check us out on all the socials like Instagram at the Yamcast. We love to hear back from you guys, so please leave us a comment or a review, and we might even send you guys a sticker. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com.